I'm Vera Shaba and I am the founder and CEO of Green Design. Green Design is a multi-award winning engineering consulting firm that specializes in high performance green buildings across the African continent. My passion for green living and greener economies really comes from my passion for the continent. So Africa is the most vulnerable continent when it comes to climate change. This means that every decision that we make and how we live, work and play actually has an impact on the continent. So simple things like switching on a light bulb has a negative externality when it comes to the electricity that we're consuming. And that's a problem. So what I wanted to do is I wanted to address climate change in the best way that I possibly can, which is through engineering, so that we can have greener lives, um, greener economies, and really are caring not only about people or profit, but also are caring about people, planet, and profit. What inspired me to actually start my own business in this field is that engineers are some of the greatest contributors when it comes to climate change. The technology that we create and that we develop has an impact on the environment. Simple things like the refrigerant that engineers used to use in air conditioning was contributing towards global warming as well as ozone depletion. So what I decided to do is to start a business that wasn't going to only think about conventional engineering, but was going to completely change the way that we engineer um, South Africa and change the way that we engineer our continent. I love this concept called regenerative. Um, and so it's something that one of my greatest mentors in sustainability, his name is John Alkinton, speaks about. He calls it regenerative capitalism. I call it regenerative engineering. Engineering should actually be adding more value to the environment than what it's taking away from the environment. As far as green economies go and the African continent, I think that for the African continent, our green economy is still not as inclusive as it needs to be. To put that into context, um, the Green Building Council of South Africa, for instance, has been in existence in South Africa for about 11 years. And I still continue to try to see how can we be more inclusive so that everyone feels that green buildings are for everyone, everywhere. It's not just a green building for let's say a large bank or a large property company, green buildings can go right down to your house, to your school, to healthcare, to retail centers, to how you live, to how you work, to how you play. Green is a lifestyle and it's a lifestyle that is grounded in a consciousness for the decision that you make and understanding that a decision that you make today has an impact to a generation that will come after us. And so what I would say is that the green economy sometimes feels like it's a separate thing, but actually the green economy should be the economy that we are in right now. What was interesting about the COVID-19 pandemic is that it really caused an awakening in humanity. It made us realize that life is fragile. Um, and what was interesting is that the World Economic Forum actually said that the way in which we have handled the COVID-19 pandemic is very similar to how we will have to learn how to handle the climate change pandemic. Because with climate change comes a lot of other things um, that we will have to figure out in terms of disaster risk management. And what is really um, worrying and why I'm so passionate about this field is that when it comes to Africa, 
we don't necessarily have really strong climate change mitigation and adaptation policies across all 54 countries on our continent. Um, And so I think that what this COVID-19 pandemic really highlighted is that are we ready for disasters? And that's something that climate change can lead to from rising sea levels to floods, to extreme weather patterns, to even more zoonotic um, and vector-based diseases. There are all these things that come with climate change. And the question that really rose from this pandemic was, are we ready for those kind of disasters? My number one tip that I would have for budding young entrepreneurs out there is to just put themselves out there. Um, A lot of the times, young entrepreneurs are waiting for the perfect idea, the perfect moment, the perfect pitch, the perfect, you know, funding agent, the perfect business plan, the perfect. And actually, all you need to do is you need to strive for excellence because perfection is a journey. It's not a destination. So what I would say, and I love this book, it's called The Startup, The Lean Startup by Eric Ries. And what it says is that just go to market. Go to market with a minimum viable product and get the feedback that you would get from your clients and see whether or not your product works in the first place before you invest time and energy and put all your life into something, actually get a bit of feedback. Um, And so that's the advice that I would give. I would also say don't go to family and friends and ask them what they think about your idea. A lot of the times they're gonna say it's great. Go to your end user client and really start to get that feedback from them. Um, The third thing that I would say is a lot of young entrepreneurs think that they're solving a problem, but they're not really. I think one of the greatest questions to ask yourself is what problem are you solving? And then the second question to ask yourself is, are people willing to pay for the way in which I'm solving this problem. And if people aren't willing to pay, then that means that there's something wrong with how you're solving the problem or there's something wrong with your business model. 